0: My name is Fraser Summers, and I'm the host of the Geeky Show Alive. To the outside world, I'm an ordinary geek. But secretly, in the Fab International Studios, I talk comics and find other geeks like me. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week, issue 5. with your host, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. Hello, Mark. Hello. We're going to go straight into the news. Yeah, if you're a listener of the show or if this is your first one, you're going to start to learn um, that whenever we play that little funky tune there, Uptown Funk mixed with uh, a bit of JJ and Jameson, it's time for the news. Now, usually on Geek of the Week, we do like a little spiel at the beginning. We sort of like recap the week. If one of us has seen something geeky or comic booky, we'll talk about that. But with this, I wanted to go straight into the news because we were hit with a bit of really big news this week, um, really sad news. And it's the only news topic we're going to talk about just because we wanted to give it so much time. Uh, If you listen to the intro there, luckily it managed to change at a really good time. And you could hear the great voice of Stanley saying Excelsior. Um, So just a bit of nattering going uh, for it. Or basically Stanley passed away this past week at the incredible age of 95. Um, very sad to hear about this. Um, I'm going to pass it over to Mark first and then <laughs>
1: well yeah to... n- normally I strap at him for not doing the new stru- show intro, but it just didn't feel right. I'm just incredibly incredibly sad. I, um, I, I I don't know what to say. I mean you know there's all the there's a there's the classic cliche that 95 is a good innings and you know it's not like it was a huge surprise. He's an incredibly old man but it's still completely heartbreaking. Completely heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, you Um, can't like you can't get past it really. Um, I I think I think recently as well, it's been kind of upsetting because he has been he's taken ill, you know, and then there was horrible stuff with like the way he was being taken care of. Kevin Smith came in and was like, "Oh, it's okay, I'll take care of him," and you know, and he was still. Like looking, sh- I think it's because you see him on screen and you see him at these press trinkets, and he's still Stanley, he's still got the Stan, he still had the Stanley energy.
1: He was Stanley in makeup, though, in the films, yeah. he, he probably looked a lot more frail yeah. outside of yeah, the because, films, I think. And, I and, think and it the, is. The, the, the makeup is incredible and it will hide that kind of thing, so <laughs> it shouldn't have been as much of a surprise as it yeah. was. But it, I, I, just, I just feel. I, I I don't cry at celebrity deaths. Yeah. I twice ever before this one I, I I cried at the death of David Bowie and I cried at the death of Leonard Cohen, and I I, I didn't expect it to ever happen again because I didn't feel like there was anyone who could uh, touch it that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyone in in uh, any celebrity that had that level of status with me, and no. Turns out Stanley was one of them. As I well. think it's
0: interesting the the way you say celebrity because I feel like, and there was this great Marvel. Well, he is, yeah, but to a certain extent, he's more because there was this Marvel video tribute video they did, and one of the things that really pointed out to me, which is relevant now, is he was saying how one one of the oh, I can't remember who it was was saying one of the greatest characters Stanley ever created was Stanley. Yeah. Because when you think about it, in all his cameos and stuff like that, and in. All this different work and see his presence. He was a character and I think I feel like that's why it feels like a big shock. It's like a big character dying and you just you don't expect it to happen and you don't.
1: Did you ever watch his TV show where um they were kind of like real life superheroes and you set them tasks and stuff? Yeah, yeah. That was beautifully, beautifully bonkers. I absolutely loved it. It was it was crazy, but it was wonderful. And he just came across as just the most lovable, genuinely adorable man. And it's so sad. Yeah. So So
0: what we're going to do, we're just going to talk about, I think, just to sort of honor him and stuff like that. Because I I always like those things of, like, you shouldn't. Uh, you don't have to mourn or feel upset just celebrate like the life of and I feel like that would be a nice thing to do Um, so I just wanted to talk about like the characters he created and sort of the main things that he's known for so let's start off with the characters he created and the cameos of like you know that Mm. he's known the characters he was known for like back in the day when he was creating comics and the cameos he's known for today in the modern uh, you know Situation, I had a different word, and situation came out. Situation, up. yeah. There
1: the, we go. The, do we think that he's going? That that that? Have they filmed his cameo for Avengers four? And do you yeah, think yeah. Keep it
0: so J- James Gunn a while
1: back, filmed a load for uh, with him uh, J- for, f- for p- future films. Yeah, yeah. Oh man, I, I, I. I want them in the films. I don't want them to...
0: Oh, start. no, no, they won't. No, that, I think that's specifically why they did that, because obviously yeah. Marvel knew that, you know, he, in 95, like, you know, they knew mm. it wasn't forever, and they knew... And Stan wanted it as well. Yeah. And Stan was like, you know, knew his health wasn't the best, and he was like, oh, no, i film cause he Because he loved doing those cameos yeah, yeah. and it was I hilarious him like he was on this thing it's called spoilers with kevin smith years ago mm. and he had the, it was so funny he was like do you know why the avengers made so much money is because my cameo was really short and some people miss it and they go oh i missed the cameo so i've got to go back and see it and obviously he <laughs> was joking and I think that's the thing again, just like humour behind it and stuff yeah. like that. And he had a he talked about another cameo in Spider Man. I think it was two or something. And he was like, "Yeah, save this girl, you know." And I'm just like Spider and I'm just like, it's just so funny and just like he was clearly a man who loved life and
1: loved what he did and loved the fact that exactly. he brought joy to the world. And he did. There, there, there are there's so few people that you could say were responsible for that amount of happiness for other people he's
0: so let's I kind of want to touch upon the characters because again just to sort of like you were saying there the impact it's had like Spider-Man one of the biggest characters Stan made one of the reasons you know Stan has created all these characters and it's a reason why Marvel lives today he is the Mm. reason Marvel lives today because you know Justice League like the superhero thing was dead and then Justice as came around dc was sort of saying "Oh no, no superheroes can happen and then he works brings in fantastic four and stuff like that yeah. and specifically spider-man for me he's always been someone to look up to and i'm kind of obsessed with but like it's because it's someone i can look up to do you know what i mean because i have got the biggest bloke and stuff like that and spider-man you know he's an everyday guy and i think that was his priority with the characters were they're not these gods who have yeah. to live with humans they're humans who have to live with godlike powers and stuff like that and it's what we as you'd think as humans
1: would do with these powers I mean I know I rag you about spider man all the time, but the reality is there is there, there isn't a comic book character that can match spider man for empathy and the, the the everyman thing that you talk about and Spider-Man, because he was a young guy and he's grown up to be in his 20s, maybe knocking 30 now, it, He's he, there's, there's a Spider-Man for everybody. Regardless of the Spider-Verse, the original Peter Parker was a masterpiece. Nothing short of a masterpiece. And it's not the only masterpiece. There's Just everything he touched became gold. And these real characters that people could understand and empathise with the man had be, beyond talent beyond talent
0: it, it's yeah no it's incredible and one thing i really like is again it was another stanley interview um he did a while back and someone was asking him like which character do you sort of is you sort of that's not that's a hard why is my head cold making me not do words today he was like which one's most inspired by you that's great that's sort of what I mean. And he said yeah. every character he created had a little bit of him in it, like the Incredible Hulk. You know, sometimes he would get angry and stuff like that, and he'd yeah. feel like he'd change into a different person, and the Spidey one and stuff. Like, and I think that's great if sort of putting your own personal influence into Absolutely. those characters, because that means your legacy lives on. Uh, let's talk about cameos and maybe like our favorite before cameos.
1: you talk about cameos i would like to just mention them um, the guardian reported uh earlier this week that uh, jc lee his daughter had been working with him on a new character and it's not finished but she wants to finish it yeah uh, it's a character called dirt man which it, it sounds hokey but it's stanley and i i want to see it there well, that, was yeah. the article said that there's going to be maybe a film or it could be converted into a comic but we'll see but i i don't want dirt man to not see the light i think yeah. i want i want to see that as as a tribute well, and i think it's going to happen
0: it is pretty cool oh my god that was good. Uh, it is pretty cool because you know you, all these characters we talk about they were all like around in the 60s and his mm, creations mm. but he didn't stop creating like in the like 2000s when there was that boom for like mobile stuff he made he made comics with the Backstreet Boys and stuff like that Brilliant. bizarre Brilliant. things and it recently he was going over to India to sort of help with their superhero film for, um, like because they were really getting into superheroes so we started making stuff for them as well there's the Lucky Man that's on Sky 1 and stuff like that and Stan you know it didn't like just because he's made all this success, it didn't stop him, which I think no. is incredible.
1: And uh, I think the, the Dirt Man should be a part of his legacy as well as these cameos we were talking about, where we we could have cameos for the next five or six or ten yeah. MCU films. And I, I think that's a, a wonderful
0: fitting tribute. Yeah, no, it's it's great. Uh, the next part I want to talk about again, it sort of lives to that sort of like character side of. Uh, Stan, but also shows how caring he is to his fans, his soapboxes. So at yep. the end of every comic, he would sort of like write to different people. And so many people, when you watch these tribute videos or talk about Stan in general, talk about how it felt like when they read these, it was like Stan was having mm. a conversation. And Stan himself on an interview, I think it was when it was Homecoming, said he wanted it to, when you weren't buying a comic, when you're buying a comic, you weren't buying it. You were like, It was like you were visiting an old friend. And I think that's just amazing in itself just the way how he sees it and how people like interacted with it and got i've I've seen a lot of his
1: soapboxes posted on twitter this week and they were all incredibly uh, just so ahead of their time posting about racism and homophobia way before it was considered the norm you know to to not like racism considered the norm to not like homophobia he was he was a a kind, gentle believer in human rights
0: it that <sighs> sorry, it was uh, yeah, no, it's again it's like what you're saying, um he was kind of the internet before the internet as well, with that, and yeah, it's great that it's lived on, like you pick up a comic now, there's writers in the back, you know talking to their audience, and I think yeah that's yeah, he again. You're so right. He was just so forward thinking because now it's easy. You know, you can pop on social media and talk to your local, your local, the recent like comic book writer for Spider Man or whatever, and just be like, yeah. oh, I thought this was great. But back then, there was only letters and stuff like that, and he made it ahead of his time. Exactly. Just <laughs> <That's laughs> incredible. I want to talk as well now about his influence, not only on like because when you think about it, anything that's sort of come from Marvel has come because of Stanley. For sure. He, built he built the company any sort of marvel character has got the stanley influence slightly but interestingly enough other stuff has been inspired by him so he did these he went to japan because obviously he wanted to make he always looking to reach out to different fans which is amazing because hmm. you know it's an american-based company just sort of you're getting all this attention anyway you don't really need to go out but he did anyway he went to japan and he made this like spider-man sort of not anime it's live action And this inspired, like, big, you know, robots and stuff like that. Yeah. And you know in Power Rangers how it's like they've stolen stuff from Japanese footage? Yeah. So, the stuff they stole, that show was inspired by the Spider-Man show. (laughs) So, long, like, you know, long connections pulling all the strings together. You can technically say that Stan Lee inspired... Power Rangers, which again is something <laughs> that, awesome. That's tenuous, Fraser, but I'll let but, you have like, it. But, like, the way it's like, the way this Fred pulls together, I'm just saying, but yeah. I think, you know, that kind of influence is just incredible. And like we say, with the soapboxes, other people have done this, and other people are doing what Stanley does do you know my my my
1: notes I, I couldn't bring myself to write them normally i have quite copious notes my my notes have a sad face and dirt man that's that's it that's... normally i have a lot more than that i just didn't feel like it was right to prep for this conversation yeah. and you're the first person i've seen since since um since he passed away that that, that that's into comics and I, i'm just just heartbroken and i, I
0: it, yeah it's horrible and like if you listen to the show and you want to reach out to us, we've got the Facebook group and stuff for like sure. that. We're all happy to talk about it. Cause, yeah, mes- you know, message me on Twitter if you want as well. And it's a nice, like, it's... I'm sad. Just talking <laughs> about, like, talking about the guy Just just remembering for the great person he was. Uh, if you look on social media, this will be the last part we talk about. Um, and it's the celebrities he t- he's touched. Like, anyone who was part of a Marvel movie or has been inspired by him. It's just great. Like you see Chris Evans, Chris Hemsworth, I do Ma- Iron Man. Do you- <laughs> Iron Man. Uh, Tor- Tony Stark. Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I wasn't gonna help Tom you. Tom Holland. See Even th- Jessica Alba, who did like Fantastic Four, I think the second one was two thousand five, is still yeah. talking about what an impact she was to it. And obviously Kevin Smith, who was like them two was so close. i see them two together was so cute. It was like a father and son um, you know, combination, which is going to be the song i play in song and sponsors good good Um, which seems pretty fitting uh is there anything else you want to say i'm just going to
1: say that we've done the sad part we are we are both just so heartbroken over Stanley. but this is a comic book show this is about yeah this is about comics and we have got some great segments later on we're going to carry on as normal and i'm going to try to
0: be my usual giddy self rather than uh,
1: just so sad
0: well yeah and Stan has a great influence on this show as well. I like, I always take to heart one thing he said. He says that um, everyone's comic, every comic is someone's first comic, and I always like try and implement that into the show or anything like that. Which is why, mm. if you're listening a lot and you feel like, oh my goodness, he explains this every week. But that's the thing, you know, he, he was always about inclusion, and that's kind of what I want. Like I want us to do as well. And I stuff. agree. With it's that. all about that inclusion but i do have one last thing to say go on excelsior we're now on to pull or pass this is the section of the show where we take a look at some comics that have come out this week and decide whether we pull or pass them to explain the pull part when you go into a local comic book store and you buy an issue they'll ask oh do you want to add this to your pull so say if you give them an event you buy an avengers one and they say (laughs) he <laughs> said, "Do you want to put on your?" Oh my goodness! I'm usually much better explaining this. I don't know what he's sort got of a movie.
1: cold. Yeah. He's got a cold, so
0: it's all gone to pot. Right? It, it's not we- the
1: same cold as last no. week, though. Apparently, apparently he got over that cold, but he's got a new cold. So it's and all- at, like the good friend I am, I laughed.
0: Yeah, so it's awful. <laughs> my immune system is so weak. I need Are to. Are you bit- having a rubbish autumn, I to, Fraser? I need to be bit by like a radioactive spider, or do some tests with some gamma radiations, or just something, or build. A
1: You'd system. end up with really bad spider
0: powers. No, like, like like
1: like like Shut silk coming up. out of you, bumhole. Shut up.
0: So, <laughs> this. Are going to try this again. This is pull or pass. Basically, when you go into a comic book store, you buy an Avengers one. They'll ask if you wanted to add it to your pull then whenever an Avengers comic comes in, Avengers 2, 3, 4, 5, Infinity, um, they will put it back for you and you can go into the store and say, oh, hi, what's on my pull? And they can show you this and go, oh, here you go, you've got all these different comics in. For me, it was always, oh, here's your 50 million issues of different Spider-Man, all by different writers, by the way. But mine, mine's just a pile of image books. But uh, so, So, but yeah, right, so I've never heard so this. So, hang on. Let me, let me, let so me say. So, for it. this part of the show, is we look at free. New issues, and we say whether we'd put them on our pull list or whether we would pass on them.
1: Now, I didn't, re- I didn't, I'd never heard this term "pull" before. So I actually went into my comic shop where I get my pull, and I was like, "Do you call this your pull list?" Thinking that they were going to say no, and I was going to be able to call Fraser on this. And no, that they, they they call it your pull list. Yeah, yeah. I'm a little bit disappointed that that the that, that,
0: that, egg on your face. I
1: know. <laughs> ha.
0: Right. Anyway, pull you know or that pass. Is. Karma no, What have I done To deserve bad karma Exactly You're trying to make me Just Look foolish And, you've it's come up and you It's comeuppance It's your not son. karma right, It's comeuppance come Right anyway there What's the first go. On the poll list uh, The first one As per your request Was bitter root By image <laughs> Right, of course, it was by Image because it was. I like (laughs)
1: Image; it's so sue me. I don't just like Image, but all all my pull (laughs) bar one is Image. All my pull bar one.
0: You know what? Mark gives me all this stuff. So, oh, all you read is Marvel and DC. When all he reads is Image. That's not true. I read. Boom. Read a bit of Dark Horse. I read those things too. Archie. I don't read Archie. Don't be giving. I won't be reading any Archie. You just read Marvel and DC. Right, anyway. I read slightly more friendly i'm trying to think of the term family friendly less hot yeah well i might read family friendly but it's a widespread i read family
1: friendly right we're not having this argument on air again so bitter root um i found that the um the the young woman who's not supposed to do a thing that she really wants to do but does it anyway you know it's a little bit tropey it's a classic story uh someone not allowed to do what is essentially their calling and i was like well it's okay it's okay and oh my goodness that escalated quickly um like seriously well written there because it it did lull me into a full sense of security of it being a little bit tropey and then suddenly i I wasn't sure about it and then damn
0: wow Oh man oh man
1: um my my favorite non-comic book writer is uh, a woman called octavia butler i did my um i have an english degree and i did my um dissertation on her stuff, in comics. Oh no, she she not not comics. I didn't. That no, would be really cool. <laughs> I know someone who did his dissertation on comics, but we digress. Um, we might have him in at some point. Um, but yeah, Octavia Butler is a very politicized black female science fiction writer. She died a few years ago, and um, that was another heartbreaker for me. Um, and she writes a lot about race and social justice, and that's exactly what this book is about. It's it's an adventure, but my goodness suddenly klu klux klan and yeah. and then a hell of an ending and yeah that 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 book reminded me so much of octavia butler and good because she's awesome
0: yeah no it was it was really co- like yeah i've got similar feelings to you to be honest actually because at the end it did take me by surprise and i was like well, uh okay um it escalated <laughs> quickly didn't like, it uh, <laughs> <well."> <laughs> So I was a bit like, I can't really gauge what this book is about. Oh, my goodness, This Okay. Yeah. I couldn't really gauge what it was about. Um, it was done so well as well.
1: Yeah. Really? What did you think of the art?
0: That, see, the art is, with an image book, your art's always going to be incredible, isn't it? Because that's what yeah. built on. And it, you know, lived up to the bill and stuff like that. I think so. And, yeah, it was... Re- it was, yeah. I think I'm going to have to pass it, though, just because... What? Okay. I know it's just it was really cool at the end, but I just really couldn't get into it until then, and I don't, I don't know, I'm not really into it. It was, I'm. I feel like comics for me are a form of sort of escapism, escapism sometimes, and sometimes stuff like this sort of just sort of, I don't know, too dark for you. Sometimes, no, no, yeah. no pun intended with the race thing by but
1: the it, way. Oh um, goodness, it yeah. was, it's, it, uh, it's, it's a. Absolutely, it's absolutely a pull for me, yeah. Oh no, it's I, absolutely I can, a pull.
0: I could imagine as soon as you said it, I was like, Yeah, he's probably gonna pull it It's in. absolutely <laughs> a pull. Uh, the next one we're gonna look at is William Gibson's Alien Free. So, William Gibson, uh, Alien Free was a bit of a hot mess uh, <laughs> as, a, as a film and behind the scenes, so there was many different scripts, everyone had their own little version of it, and then who knows what happened in the end. Well, a lot of people on the internet will tell you what happened, but you know, it's all. Hot mess, right? So William Gibson decided, you know what? I'm going to turn my script into a comic book, and that's what he did. And we read it this week. So what did you think of it, mate?
1: We read issue one, and um, there was no
0: alien, and that's the
1: There's problem. A bit of a oh come out on. Of a there, there was a face, face hugger, story, yeah. but there wasn't an actual alien. But there was a the, yeah, okay, there was a a face hugger. Yes, I'll give you that. But there was no alien, and I think without a shadow of a doubt this this story regardless of whether it's better than the original Alien 3 film story doesn't suit comic books if you want if you wanted to see the alien you didn't see it in issue 1 and yeah. that's because of the story it's 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 absolutely suited to an immediate straight to graphic novel not like um not like a trade, yeah. but an immediate graphic no, no, novel. Yeah. I know. So uh, it, I, it just wasn't right for me. I'm, 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 I wouldn't go as far as a fan. I'm fond of the franchise. Yeah. And I am a huge, huge H.R. Geiger fan. Yeah. Outside of comic book art, it's H.R. Geiger, Salvador Dali, and MC Escher for me. And I love geiger i've been to the geiger museum in paris and it was i just spent far too long there (laughs) and i i was dead scared that they were going to do a bad job of recreating geiger's incredible work that that became you know it was artwork that became the alien in the film and then they're they're returning back to artwork with someone else doing it it could have been hideous and i don't know there wasn't an alien there so i can't tell you whether yeah, or not it's... it was a hideous recreation of my favorite art and that's that's a fatal flaw an absolutely fatal yeah, flaw
0: i think you are right with the whole it should have been a graphic novel so just like you know you release it straight away um yeah for me it was just i don't know when anyone says anything about alien free i'm not really interested like alien and aliens for me are just like right i'm settled. then whenever they bring out a new one i'm just like no because i'm not going to I do this with Terminator. I get my heart broken each time. So with Alien, which I I prefer Terminator over Alien, like not that there's a comparison there, but like, right, if Terminator's breaking my heart and I love Terminator, this thing I kind of like, I'm not going to go past the first two movies. So Mm. I've only actually seen the first two movies. I'm not bothered with anything else. (laughs) This third one, I just thought, I asked you, I was like, are you aware? Do you like these? And I was like, okay. Because I knew Aliens 3 was a hot mess. So I think I had that great thing that people my age have of like pe- other people's perspectives and other people like if you know what i mean so like i wasn't watching these when they came out so i wasn't like eagerly looking forward to for this
1: neither version. was i i'm not that old
0: we'll go we'll carry Vile. on we'll carry on awkward uh <laughs> But, like, I can sort of see, okay, people have said this about this film, maybe it's not for me, and if it's not going to live up to the other two, so it's sort of that whole...
1: Honestly, Alien Alien, and Aliens are both masterpieces. The other two are good if you like the franchise. I think there's a couple more. Then. Yeah, well, you know what I mean. Yeah. The, 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 the rest of them. The rest. Incidentally, I'm I think I'm the only person in the world that really, really liked... Genesis, Terminator Genesis. I just thought it was so damn ballsy. Get up. They rewrote the whole sodding yes. thing. I was, I, I, I loved that. I, I loved Genesis, but I might be the only person in the world that that did. <sighs> yeah, it's, it's an absolute pass for me. Uh, yeah, pass me. What I'm gonna do is when it's in trade. I am going to have a look in the comic shop see to see alien. what they did with the <laughs> alien, just to see whether I need to rage. I'm still not going to read it, though. It, that's literally the only interaction I will ever have again with this comic book. You need to see if you need to rage or not.
0: No, that's fair. Again, that is that like a pressure as well with doing, we always say this, whenever they do like a film or a TV show, is that art style, because, you know, you, you've got something to compare it to. Mm-hmm and that's what um, you've, you've got one of the greatest artists of all time to compare it to exactly.
1: with this I don't feel like the, the the artist has got a chance really yeah. I just don't it's think a so.
0: very it's like the backwards version of adaptations because usually when a new film or a new TV show comes out they try and compare it to the comics and like how will the how will this character look to compare to its comics counterpart but the comics counterpart there's been so many different versions that the film can be amalgamation whereas like when you're doing film to comic there's one version that you can exactly. do usually and you've kind of got to stick to that
1: so this is unique in that way it's a script that didn't make it and yeah. and, and that's that's cool that's but yeah. it should have been a trade i think that's why it,
0: i put it on here because i it, thought it's a very cool situation to talk about uh is bringing a script that w- you know an unsuccessful script turned into a comic is very cool and congrats on doing it but yeah like you say graphic, graphic novel. novel it um because you do when you go into an alien book you want to see alien yeah. and it's when you get an, an alien free film you have seen the whole film this you yeah. seen it in sections and it's, it's not it's, it's, ha- it's hard to commit to no which is again the premise of this whole thing polar pass is really about commitment so the last book we're going to talk about is uncanny x-men 2018 because there's been so many yeah new uncanny x-men and they just keep bringing it back but this one's recent. We didn't check out an old one by accident. No, no. Yeah. It is the new one, the one that was released this week. Yeah, what did you reckon? what did you think about uncanny X Men? Um
1: there were a lot of X Men I didn't recognise.
0: Yeah, they've uh, gone for like a new, like, yeah. a
1: new team. So Rock Slide, Oya I know, Lay, like, I don't even know if I'm pronouncing that right. Glob and X23 weren't characters that I was familiar with. Oh,
0: you didn't know about? See, I, I know I who X23 is. 23 on
1: but I've never—it's never been. I know who she is, and I You've know where she's from. have never interacted with, with. Never her in read comics. any. It just yeah, didn't. Yeah. It didn't. It wasn't something that resonated with me. I love Wolverine, but I, I yeah. don't want to see emo teenage Wolverine.
0: Hey, leave it. Oh well, they have a good com—like they have a good combination. I the know two, she. I this.
1: know she's more than that, but you know what I'm getting at. Still um like emo it was wolverine's emo enough well quite there, you go. there were there were a lot of characters in this and for a
0: very and short one that appeared in multiple times
1: yeah yeah <laughs> and quite and but for a short comic book to get all of them in and get something juicy for all of them it was a it was a tough task and they did okay and the cliffhanger oh my goodness yeah how could that happen great cliffhanger yeah absolutely superb great cliffhanger um, let's keep you reading um and i felt that this was the start of what's looking like it's going to be a classic run like the whedon run okay yeah. that kind of thing the kind of the, cl- the kind like, of run wow, that's on that's on. still famous 10 15 yeah. 20 years on the
0: yeah, because with the X-Men, you've got that Whedon run, you've got the Chris Claremont run, exactly. which is basically inspired all the movies. Yeah, exactly. Um, okay, that's kind of interesting to see. I can get you...
1: The problem with that is... Go on. I want it all, and I want it now. So I'm going to leave it. What? I feel like I got more out of reading the, re- the Whedon run in one go. Because I, it was it was the classic run, and I right. loved reading that from start to finish in a day. Okay. So um, for so that reason, it's a pass, but now. it will be a run that five years down the line I'll buy and
0: binge. So you're waiting to see if it all pulls Because to yeah. be fair, it's like we say, there's been many uncanny X-Men runs and restarts, so yeah. you're probably safe for doing it that way because you don't know if it's going to end up quite unsuccessful or quite messy. How about you? what do you think you know what I really enjoyed it I liked Multiple Man uh, he's, yeah. great. he's a great character and sort of it was cool seeing him lose it I liked that Bishop and him were marked with the M yes so like for Mutants I think that was pretty cool and they did just delve into it as well like even though despite being a first issue they were like yeah here's all these characters don't worry you're going to get to know them mm. Kitty's running the school now and I really do like Kitty Pryde as a character I always think she was a great way to bring you into the X-Men like when she, um, those runs we talk about She's yep. sort of the new student and she acts as the audience, you know, getting introduced to the world. Similar to Peter Parker. Sort of, yeah. Starts as
1: a teenager, but now she's a
0: young and capable yeah. woman. And now she's sort of, again, sort of still our way into the school, but now it's her school. And so mm. like you've got the new students. And, yeah, it was interesting. I, uh, I did enjoy it. I probably, I feel like I've passed too much, so I probably would put it on the pool just to see where it goes and to maybe keep you updated as well and be like yeah it's a good run mate you're that cliffhanger enjoy- though you're gonna enjoy it as a decent cliffhanger that cliffhanger if, I was you've, like, what? <laughs> if you've checked out any of these comics, please let us know whether you would pull a pass in. Or if you've got any suggestions of pull or passes we could do, you see some coming up. We didn't put Firefly on this week, and I really wanted it, but that, that would be. I think it, we were like, because we always do, we do quite a lot of TV shows into comics. I think yeah. this Alien one was kind of interesting exactly. to do, and you already said Bitter Roots. So you got your one in. I did get my one. And I was going to put. Yeah, I was going to put it in, but I was like, we've got to have a Marvel or DC. And
1: that's the thing; there's always so many comics. There's not, there's never just three released each week. Oh, no,
0: there's there's always loads, and these are all just like first issues as well. There's something yeah, like, like two, three, four. You know, get it going, mate. Get it going. If you're into if you're into it all, they've got it there for you, and you can add it to your pull list.
1: You can you add it to your pull you. list. That is an actual thing, not just something Fraser made up.
0: It's now time for trade It It is why we have this feed. This week's trade off, I gave Mark Craven's Last Hunt. And Mark's going to talk about his feelings on Craven's Last Hunt. To be fair, that did work well. No! Switch it
1: off now! Switch it off. That did work well until you ruined it by playing it again. It is trade off, hello. So, Craven's Last Hunt, funnily enough, Fraser gave me a Spider Man book. And I had heard of it, and it was something I had always wanted to read. I'll be honest. Yeah, we get. And um, it's how old is it? About twenty years old now. Yeah, yeah. It's quite an old, old, old one. And um, the art felt very, very classic to me. Yeah, kind of like it, it suited the time, and it it, it it it's it's aged well as well.
0: Oh yeah, it's
1: great artwork. And, it's um, one
0: of them as well because it's hard when you read a like. Yeah, a classic Spider-Man story. Sometimes you're like, "Oh my goodness, it feels like I'm in the '60s," and it's like kind of hard to read. I've had the same with like X-Men and older stories. have been like, the ones that are the greats, like the Days of Future Past. Like these are great, but like my eyes are so used to like current comic book. But like you say, it does. It still keeps with the times, and I think that's because it's in that middle ground. It's not quite close to the beginning, but it's a nice little. It's happy yeah. medium.
1: The, and, it, and it very much adds to the story with the. With the dark art, the, so it's really good, and um, the subject matter's pretty dark, it is, isn't, it? isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Again, for the time period, it was very adult themes and very adult imagery. You know, burying Spider-Man and breaking out of a grave—that's.
0: See, a- this is why I wanted to give it to you as well because you always give me lark about being oh you read kids' books and stuff like that. I do that. give but you Stephen's yeah. Last Hunt is not a kids' book. It's really not it really isn't it, 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 I,
1: I thought it was incredible I I, I loved it and, fair, um,
0: fair play to him for the longest time that was Craven's last hunt like they didn't really talk about Craven afterwards After the,
1: which I think is important that, which and was really cool this is comics, it was inevitable he was going to come back in some way shape or form but I think the story deserved
0: that level of respect if you want something pretty funny in the ultimate universe is Australian
1: that makes sense and a
0: reality star that makes uh, sense but it's in a less dark uh, turn yeah that does seem less dark (laughs) (laughs) this story is incredible for me and just sort of that again it's been done a couple of times now but seeing how someone else would take on that spider power or take on that spider sort of like mm. symbol and just i was going to say it's scary that he just go it just keeps going spider sp- and like yeah
1: i was going to say that the we recently read uh, superior Spider-Man exactly, and there's parallels yeah, yeah. with that a bad guy gets the responsibility of being a hero and what they do with it um, craven was quite a lot like frank castle in a way wasn't yeah, he yeah, he yeah. motivated by good but a murderer essentially
0: yeah, exactly and it just uh, again that's why i sort of i thought it was kind of fitting that we had superior last week and now we've got this cause it yeah that. it's the same ideal ideology really oh my goodness words are so hard with this it's cold poor phrase ideology is sort of like what happens if someone else took the brain and why it's so important to have that peter parker side of spider-man yeah. and how the two balance each other
1: we're right. i mean we're very spoiled these days with um bad guys whose motivation you can completely understand like kingpin in the daredevil series yeah. on the tv my goodness it's almost like he's the good guy a lot of the time and then you see him do something savagely yeah, you know, murderous uh, and go oh yeah he's the bad guy shit. and car dorison was at, uh, well, at yeah. the time at the time that craven's last Hunt was written there was a lot more of the cackling bad guy who's a bad guy for bad guy's sake who's got a cool outfit yeah. well i
0: think and that i think was sort of the time they started becoming more... yeah. yeah and that's that's, at that's what com... i'm getting at, at least in comics anyway
1: that's what i'm getting at is that craven you can absolutely understand it everyone has had an obsession yeah. everyone has had something that they can't beat they can't do they can't get get sorted they they, they want it past, but yeah. The, yeah they can't get past but they want it so bad and they work so hard and again if you can get empathy for the bad guy even though you clearly know that it's the bad guy that's the kind of emotional roller coaster that i want to be on because you feel bad for yeah. agreeing with the bad guy on certain things, and there's, there's no such thing as a truly evil person. Yeah. Everyone has their reasons. Everyone, a lot of the time, everyone. I think I think it's fair to say everyone thinks they're the good
0: guy. Well, that's the thing, is it? I can't remember who said it. I'm seeing this quote from somewhere, but everyone's the hero of their own story. Yeah, um, and maybe if this was told in Craven's perspective, it'd be you know a different story. But that that I could do, be an interesting. I take. do like that sort of balance because yeah it's like you know he's got his reasons and stuff like that and you can sort of he is the hero of his own story but it's important to show that no he's still a bad guy like he's it's his me- like his method the way he's going about it is wrong he's
1: a murderer it's sort of like, you know that that is like
0: killmonger in the recent black panther like he's got the right ideas he's just doing it wrong yeah. like
1: yeah he's a murderer you you regardless of whether or not you can understand his motivation regardless of whether or not you can understand anything else about him he has murdered people he murdered spider-man or at least he, <laughs> he attempted oh, apparently, attempted apparently murder one, yeah. yeah and, and he's yeah. he's unequivocally a bad guy but that it's never that simple and comic books prior to this tended to be along the lines of ha, ha, ha,
0: yeah.
1: and evil for evil's sake whereas this 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 is a great great well, like, yeah look. a
0: lot of it is sort of like oh this this thing has enhanced my aggressive abilities or like it's making me about like yeah and i think it was very fitting that it was the black suit that it was all done in yeah Do yeah you know th- that, that that was definitely a metaphor exactly and There's so much. If you're really interested in this, definitely check it out. Um, And if you have read it, there's this amazing thing. It used to be called um, this YouTube channel. What was he called? It was like... Do you, Something, something. Ah, oh, right. Just Google behind the panels. Something. Behind the panels, I've something read. behind the panels. Check him out because he's craving the last hunt Is incredible. Like the detail he goes into it. Again, like some of the stuff we said. Like the metaphors with yeah. the suit. and it's for me. It's an absolute classic that I hadn't read, and it lived up to the hype.
1: And you can't ask for more than that. So thank you, Fraser. Oh, that no. was a great I'm gl-
0: book. I'm glad you liked it. Well, that's uh... N-
1: next month. Next week. You've got so, Descender yeah, by Jeff Lemire, which helling, is yeah. its probably my favourite comic book of the last five years.
0: Nah. So I hope you like it. <laughs> uh, no pressure. <laughs> all right. So, unfortunately, we've run out of a lot of time here. We have. Which is very upsetting for me because now we can't do comics compared. Which was going to be a really cool one, but we're saving it for another time. But it's totally fine. Sorry, it's Fraser. Totally fine. It's we, totally fine. I, I feel like it's talking fine. about Stan Lee is more it's important. Fine. It's, don't don't be doing that. Don't be saying stuff like that. It's I know. My heart, Thank you I so know. much for thanks joining for, us, everyone. Yeah, thanks for listening. Uh, hope to see it, hear you next week. No, you're going to hear us. So that was a terrible. I'm just. Gonna we, we've talk. had a fab time. I'm just going stop night. talking.
1: Great scots It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing?